I've been forward to making this recommendation for a while now. It's a film called In Our Mother's Gardens. It is a documentary film on Netflix that celebrates the strength and resiliency of black women and black families through the complex and often at times humorous relationship between mothers and daughters. The film features Dr. Teresa Thames, uh, Tarana Burke, the founder of the Me Too movement, and the director of the film herself, Chantrell P. Lewis. The logline on Netflix reads, Black women from all across the globe unlock stories of their mothers to redefine holistic lives rooted in radical self-care and healing. I truly cannot recommend this doc enough. So many of the life practices that are so important to me in my life now, like self-care and self-love, were started, were all started by black women. Uh, so it's really important to honor and acknowledge that, which is exactly what this film does in such a beautiful way. So uh, add it to your Netflix must-watch list um, and put some time aside this week or next week to watch it. You won't regret it. Previously on Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials, but as Cher. Hopping down on my knees. She's not going to sing the intro. She's going to sing Hopping whatever song is in her heart. We passed the point of breaking. This week, we were at Trap Rapper Eleven. Right, the boat, Raggy. Harry, what happens you do? Like wow, Scoob! Raptor! (laughs) 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 And he doesn't immediately answer the door, and when he answers the door, Hagrid needs Hagrid's hut. More like Hagrid's nut, am I right? I hate you. Why did you even interrupt her to say that? I don't know. It's just, I, I just thought it was funny. You know, people with sociopathic tendencies tend to make it all about themselves. <laughs> I'm sure that Sybil is also like very like anti-vax. And so Sib, um, Minnie and Poppy are just like, Ugh, Big LA mom bullshit. energy. Yes. LA mom. Just like, yeah. Okay. I can see that. Like how they tell you, like when you get tested for STDs, to like go and get tested again in case something didn't turn turn up the first time. Like sure. one of the jinxes, you have to test it twice, three months apart. It's just, it's just like that. Allie this knows broom, about this broom. This broom is right with gonorrhea, chlamydia, <laughs> uh, crabs all over this broom. <laughs> gonorrhea. Oh. Before I'd even started, I couldn't believe my firebolt had. Welcome to Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials, a show where we delve week by week into each chapter of the Harry Potter series. Hello, Allie. Hello, Ari. Hello, Adam. It's a pleasure seeing you this week. Oh, it is? It's always a pleasure to see my two best friends. Aww. Adam's he never, never talks s- to us yeah, like this. He's, this is the <laughs> nicest thing he's literally ever said to us. I'm turning over a new leaf. Oh, okay. It will last for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> At the end and of this episode, I'm like, bye, bitch. And then that leaf will catch fire. <laughs> Burst into flame. 
this week we read chapter 12 called the Patronus. <laughs> is this goofy? Is this your attempt at goofy? It's just, you know, oh. someone who's... Just a hick impression. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Allie, what happens in this chapter? It turned into uh, the Mad Hatter halfway through. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I was like, is it country bears? Like, what? <laughs> it's like, where is this inspiration? For anyone wearing headphones, I'm so sorry. Uh, he'll ba- he'll balance it out. <laughs> um, no, I won't. He really won't. <laughs> I'm gonna bump it up. <laughs> um, Harry practices the Patronus charm. That's the chapter. That is the chapter. Um, so Hermione doesn't speak. Oh, so poor that's Hermione. Fun. Terrible. You know what I was yeah, thinking that's... about as I was reading this was that like she never, despite the fact that the these children are in the deepest throes of puberty, she never, she never ever mentions any of it. Like not even a single thing. Like the whole time I was reading this, I was like, <laughs> what if Hermione was literally having her first cycle, and this was yeah, happening? It probably was. Like, can you imagine? It probably was. Oh, I just, I'm not saying that Joe needed to go into like detail, but I just, I feel it was a lost opportunity to make children feel comfortable in their bodies. Yeah. Shocking that, shocking that Joe didn't want people to feel comfortable in their own skin. That's a real, not on brand for her. This is not the care and keeping of you. Okay. (sighs) That was a very niche reference. If you got that, I don't even then, know what that uh, reference was. <laughs> I was, was going to say there. Yeah, there's no influence from "Come as You Are." If you've read that book, it teaches you about your cycle as a woman. Is it spelled? Never mind. See, uh, <laughs> actually, wait. I don't know. I don't know so if sorry. it is. Ari, it is. It, it is absolutely spelled C O M E. Did you read it? No, but they're they're not gonna write a book and spell it C U M as you are. That's what it's about, though. So it might be. Adam, do not include this. <laughs> now I'm looking up C U M as you are. But it's literally the surprising new science that will transform your sex life. That's literally what the book is about. So um, there's an Amazon here. I'll read this. It basically teaches girls about it's educational for women to understand their body in a way that is like for women specifically rather than through the like patriarchal lens that we all learn about, like in school and stuff like that. There, There is a book that has C-U-M as you are in the title and I'm going to read it's on it's on Kindle. So if you want to get download it. Uh, it's the full title is called Easy Orgasm Guide for Women. Come as you are, and you don't need a <laughs> dick. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Good. It's not wrong. Everyone, everyone, put that on your reading list. We are being fucking filthy. Yeah. Is that hot? Is that filthy? This is the Lord's Day, Ari. Okay. <laughs> Couldn't give a shit about the Lord. <laughs> Masturbation is a healthy thing, ladies. So the chapter starts out and Harry is really upset with Hermione because mm-hmm. he's like, listen, I know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with this broom. And it's like, Harry, you don't, but okay. So R- Ron is also really mad. And so she's basically avoiding them. 
Um, and so it's after the holidays, everybody's back and Oliver Wood comes up to Harry and is like, Harry, listen, I love that Wood has no social skills. He just like, he has no self-awareness. All he cares about is Quidditch. And that's just who he is. Like he comes up to Harry and he's like, listen, if this is, if this is going to keep happening, I don't know what to tell you. Like I was going to have to kick you off the team. It, which is what he implies, which is very funny to me. Um, and I also really love in this conversation that like, so Harry and Wood are, are talking and then he's like, have you, have you ordered a new broomlet yet? You need to. And then all of a sudden Ron is like, he got a firebolt for Christmas. And I'm like, where was Ron in this conversation? Like he's not mentioned in this interaction. So I'm like, did he just like pop up over Harry's shoulder? And he was like, yes. oh, are you talking broomsticks? Harry got a fire. Like, I just love that he's just there to hype Harry up at every turn. So, well, Harry never brings him into any conversation. So, you know, yeah, he's got to take take the opportunity if he gets it. Isn't a broomstick just a specific item that's enchanted with a charm to make it fly? We we don't know. We don't know for sure. Are the brooms made out of specific types of trees like the wands? That wouldn't surprise me. That's always been my assumption. I've but never then, thought about broomsticks. Like, I truly... It's, <laughs> it's not the the wands, though. It's not the wood that makes it magical. It's the, like... I think it's a combination. The cream, it's the cream filling on the inside of the donut. it's a yes. combination. Wands I think it helps. Wands <laughs> filled with wands are twinkies and we've said it here canonically wands are twinkies (laughs) if if marge had a wand it would be a twinkie (laughs) i'll tell you tell you what (laughs) great Uh, and so marge wouldn't have a wand adam because she's a muggle so your joke doesn't work it doesn't chop. <laughs> the fat lady had a had a had a wand that was a Twinkie. There very, you go. Very famously, the fat lady used a Twinkie as a wand. Mm-hmm. Um, I read it on Pottermore. <laughs> yeah, she did a whole a whole like two she paragraph essay. <laughs> I also don't understand this phrase, strip it down. Like, they keep saying that she's going to, like, they're going to strip it down. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what? (laughs) It's like strip it for parts, I felt like, when you, like, sell a car. It's a a broom. Like, what are you going to do? Gypsy. I'm literally just picturing Laura Benanti. Um, So... Classes start again, and Harry goes up to remind Lupin, like, hey, remember you made me a promise that you would help me? And Lupin's like, oh, yeah. And Ron's like, man, he still looks like shit. What do you think's wrong with him? And Hermione overhears this, and she makes kind of like a little sound. I want to just say quickly, shout out to Hermione for keeping this secret. Like, Yeah, a real one. A real one. Hermione Granger. Especially given the fact that everyone has like turned on her and she has no friends right now. All she had to do is be like, guys, you'll never believe it. Lupin's a werewolf. And she would have been back in. But no. And she has yeah. and 
she has no friends for doing the right thing. Exactly. Like, I'm just like, poor Hermione. Like, I'm glad her and Ginny become friends because Ginny is like a real friend Mm -hmm. to Hermione. I think part of this comes from, though, the fact that she was muggle-born. And so, because I think if any wizard had figured it out, they would have outed him immediately because of the natural, or the not the natural, but like in the community, the the distrust of, yes, the discrimination, the bigotry toward werewolves. Yeah. So because I think Hermione doesn't have all of that coming in, she doesn't look at him in the same way that everyone else would if they were to find out. Yeah, that's a good point. Obviously. Yeah. I was just going to say, I just, I have a lot of respect for her for keeping it a secret and being tactful about it. Agreed. I take issue with the fact, which like, I shouldn't be surprised at this point because we know Joe, but like the fact that she said, well, isn't it obvious, said Hermione with a look of maddening superiority. Is it superiority or is it just awareness? The awareness that Ron and Harry do not have, that Hermione possesses, and this idea that, like, she just knows more than them, and, like, I think two lines later, she says, like, she walks away haughtily, and I'm just like, no, JK, that's not what's happening. Like, Hermione has awareness, and these boys do not have any awareness at all. And I'm just like... She literally had Hermione tut-tut her friends. I was like... What what year does this take place? Like 1875? Like, what is going on? It's so it's bizarre. It's just so weird to me when, like, female authors write their female characters. Like, she's siding with the boys. Like, even how we start this chapter, I'm just like, this is so weird to me. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, reading it as an adult, I'm just, like, very put off by how how she's written Hermione and Hermione was my favorite character when I was a kid reading the books and probably still is, but I just don't, I don't like it. Hermione. I don't like it. It feels like Ron is very like, like he's been the same. The first three books, Harry's obviously the same because he's vanilla, white bread, milk, toast, nothing. Hermione, I feel like five where he's emo. Right. (laughs) Every book so far, I feel like Hermione has had a different personality and it's kind of throwing me. And I don't know if it's just because Joe needs to fill Hermione with whatever that book, the plot of the book specifically needs. But it's very strange to me because like next book, you would not expect this Hermione right now in this book here to create Spew in like a year's time. Like just the way she's acting, it's very surprising that that is the path she ends up going down. Or just to be like secretly dating Victor celebrity Quidditch player Victor Crumb. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I think on one hand you could be like, oh, well, it's because obviously like she being the only girl, like there is some stuff like she keeps separate and has to like, I don't know, be just yeah. like figure her own stuff out. <clears throat> and I think girls mature. Obviously, everybody knows girls mature faster than boys at that age right. anyway, but at all ages. It is weird that like every book yeah. it is fully like, here's a new character. Her name's Hermione Granger. You think you know her. But you don't. I love her little just, chameleon. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like there could still be a way that like there's a way that she could have written it where like the boys are annoyed with her or mad at her, but like it's kind of you kind of get the sense that 
Hermione, like, you know, Hermione's doing it because it's the right thing. But like, even with Spew, like, I know we're not here yet, but Spew is a great example of like, it should have been something where everyone's like, oh, yeah, Hermione's trying to do this like noble thing that like, makes sense where it's literally seen as a joke. And I'm just like, what? It's so weird to me. So I feel like that's going to be, I've never noticed it as much as I have since we've been going through this this time, you know, like this book specifically, I was like, wow, yeah, I really am not liking how she's presenting Hermione. I just really, it's really bothering me because she's right. <laughs> she's like the one that is sane out of all of them. Why, why are you booing me? I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> oh, um, also, before we move to, too far past the wood thing i love how like when he mentions that Sirius black is after him she said something like would just like kind of shrugged that off and i'm like harry what are you doing you also are just shrugging it off like it's like you're you're mad that wood isn't taking this seriously but like you yourself aren't taking it seriously so Harry's you expect like, like Wood I'm, to give a shit about you? I'm allowed to not care about it because it's my life, but you have to show concern because I'm the boy who lived. Right. Ex- exactly. Very that. That's but exactly what it is. Don't notice my scar. God forbid anybody <laughs> yeah. look at my scar. In That's second what- years, don't invite me to sit with you because I'm Harry Potter. I'm Harry Potter <laughs> like- and I don't appreciate it. That's his whole life. Um, So Harry goes to, at 8 p.m., which is so late for a lesson, Harry goes to the History of Magic classroom for his his Patronus lesson. And what is is the thing that it's like a, it's a thing that like once you notice something, then you start to notice it all the time. Like when you get a certain car, then you notice that everybody else has that car too. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um. Oh, that's going to bother me now. That's how I feel with the Boggart. Like, I feel like <laughs> we've never spoken of Boggarts before. And then all of a sudden, they're just like all over the castle. Like, oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there, it was in the wardrobe. And that was just one class. So, you know, he would have had to have gotten like tracked down more Boggarts. And it's like, he, Harry's been at Hogwarts for two years. You think he would have noticed like an evil presence lurking within a dark space. And so... Anyway, so Lupin has decided the that. Ba- Sorry, the Bader or Bader Meinhof phenomenon. There you go. Where you learn about something and then all of a sudden you see it everywhere. Everywhere. That's how it is with the Bader. Yes, academia comes through. Yes. <laughs> that is how I feel, though, about the. Bo- yes, yes, exactly. Um, it's like we've never heard of them, but now they're, they're, now they're everywhere. everywhere. Lurking in every corner. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Behind every door, a boggart. <laughs> they're so frequent that you would think like they're like household pests, right? Like that's how it's almost yes. like presented. So it's like, why would I even have to teach this in school how to take care of a boggart? Because it's something your mom would be like, "Oh, if you find one, you go ridiculous and yeah. call it a day." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's yeah, so come get me, yeah. Um, the ghoul in the attic. So. He, yes. So he, Lupin has decided instead of getting like an actual Dementor, which would be wild and insane, that he was going to use a Boggart since he knows that if Harry sees a Boggart, it'll turn into a Dementor and he's going to practice with that. Um, And so we did have, I did have a a little smile to myself um, 
when he said, it's called the Patronus charm. How does it work? Said Harry nervously. Well, when it works correctly, it conjures up a Patronus. (laughs) (laughs) The explanation (laughs) of something having the thing in it. Here we go again. Um, Ah. Mm-hmm. So he explains the Patronus and he's like, it's basically like a guardian. It's it's essentially like happiness. It's like the concept of happiness. And it because there's no despair, there's nothing that a Dementor can feed on. And so it acts as like a shield between you and the Dementor. And also, again, just to like break down her really shitty Dementors or depression metaphor. <clears throat> All you have to do to fight depression is just choose your happy memories to remember. Right. That's it. Choose joy. Just tomorrow. And chocolate. Tomorrow morning. And chocolate. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, say to yourself, I'm I'm going to be happy. And then look. You did it. You've been <laughs> that's, done. That's all, that's all it takes. Have you tried cheering up? <laughs> You're being a real buzzkill. Yes. But then like with this logic, it's like (laughs) wizards are wizards know that Dementor because like there's a part where they're like, oh, yeah, muggles can feel the presence of Dementors, too. So it's like you guys know that these muggles are over here just like depressed as fuck and no one can. They're like, oh, well, (laughs) muggles don't see them. No, or they just they can... feel their presence, like feel that they're like, so they feel depressed. Like Joe is literally trying to yeah. say, like, if there's a muggle that's depressed, maybe there's a Dementor nearby. Like, I can't with her. <laughs> Girl. It's an external force and it has nothing to do with your brain's chemical yeah. imbalance at all. No. <laughs> so don't worry. Dr. Joe Rowling has figured <laughs> it out. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rowling, MD. Oh. <laughs> uh... <clears throat> JK wrong. Um JK. It's just it, we wouldn't have these issues if she didn't feel the need again, just to reiterate, listeners, if she had just stopped talking about Harry Potter the minute book seven was released, <sighs> we would ne- we would have no issues other than the trans stuff, which she probably would have ended up talking about. But like Yeah. We don't need never... you to be like, you know what <laughs> you know what dementors are? Depression. I take issue with the fact that the first happy memory that Harry came up with was flying on a broom. <laughs> like I, Why are we surprised? I know, I know that he gets to it eventually, but to me, if I'm Harry, the first happy memory I'm thinking of is, is finding out I'm a wizard. Like, that's what he gets yeah. to by the end of the chapter, but I'm like, r- the first thing is, oh, flying on a broom. Wonderful. He has, like... He has memory loss from his trauma that he, yeah. like, can't really. <laughs> I don't think I remember reading as a kid that he is, like, obsessed with Quidditch. Yeah. Like, reading it back, it's almost surprising that he doesn't become a professional Quidditch player because this is all he thinks about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. Something we've never said about Harry Potter on this podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <clears throat> Um, so but he becomes a cop. So there you go. There we go. <laughs> a hit wizard. <laughs> hit wizard. <laughs> a wizard cop. Um. So Lupin teaches him the incantation and is like, "Expecto Patronum." Okay, are you ready? I'm gonna unleash the boggart. Here we go. And it comes out, and I just, I don't even like. 
it's not to me it's not even worth the conversation that the Boggart can transform so completely into a Dementor that it can perfectly mimic every single part about it. Like I'm just have the the literal effect on him. I'm not I I'm not I just I can't take the time to think about the implications of like what that would mean for other fears. I just it's insane Ooh, to me. Yeah. Um, but so he does like an inspecto patronum and it doesn't work and he's getting ready and he, he passes out and he hears Voldemort and his, his mom. Um, and Lupin's like, okay, well, obviously you weren't trying very hard to be happy <laughs> because that <laughs> didn't work. Choose happy, Harry. Choose joy. Choose to be happy. Um, <laughs> And I also like I also hate that in in this moment, like Harry's driving force, like Adam was just saying, like Harry's driving force is Quidditch because Lupin's like, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't continue. This seems like it's having like a really big impact on you. And Harry's like, no, I have to. What if they show up in our match against Ravenclaw? It's like, Harry, that's that's why you want to learn this to win a game. That's. Yes, that's what's. That's what's pushing you forward. No, Harry, you learn it because at the end of this book, you have to defeat like hundreds 50, of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen hundred once. Um. So, so Harry tries again, and again, it doesn't work because he was thinking about when Gryffindor won the house championship. These aren't like happy memories; they're just like exciting things that have happened this harry doesn't understand happiness i just i just want to say that really quickly that he just doesn't understand like this is (laughs) join the club (sighs) okay um and so this time when he tries to do it instead he hears james and it's james being like lily go i'll hold him off and when harry is roused He's like, I heard, I heard James. And Lupin kind of like stiffens and is like, oh. Hot, hot, very hot. Yes, Lupin stiffens. Yes. No. Absolutely. <laughs> Not that kind. Lupin um, was like, James and I were fuck buddies. <laughs> no, it's James and Sir. Or I'm sorry, it's Lupin and Sirius that are shipped, the two of them as a couple. Oh, really? Oh, I'm yeah. very into, yes. They're like an old married but couple. The fact that he has heard his mom literally pleading for her life however many times, but it's his dad's voice that makes him cry. I'm like, Harry, fuck you. Literally, so- fuck off, Harry. Like, ugh. You know what? And I shouldn't even say it at Harry. Joe, what are you doing? Like, this is so bad. She must have really had a tumultuous relationship with her mother. Because something in here is just not. It's something about this is just so off to me. Yeah. I don't like it. Again, because just the thing is, is like, he he knows that it is his mother's love that kept him alive. He are right at this point. Him and Dumbledore have already had the conversation. He is aware. James had no part in this equation. Well, I so. think it's very clear that the only person who truly loved Lily was Severus Snape. Damn it! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> if we want to 
talk about true love. I think what we're really saying here is yeah. Severus Snape loved Lily Evans. Uh, <laughs> Severus and Lily for life, forever, for always. <laughs> always. <laughs> um, Hot. To. Hot to. So... Lupin Lupin reacts a little bit more when Harry reveals that it's James and Harry's like, "Oh, did you did you know my daddy?" And <laughs> Happy Father's Day by the way. Happy Father's yeah. Day. <laughs> <laughs> and Lupin's like, mm, "I did. We were friends." Do we want to talk about the tragedy of Lupin now or do we want to save it for later? What What's do you mean the, the tragedy? tragedy of Lupin? The tragedy Lupin? of Lupin is that in one day, he, three of his best friends die, and he oh, yeah. believes that they die because of his fourth best friend. So, like, yes. he, he, his entire life is shattered in one day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank these, you. These people who are the first people who have loved and accept him, accepted him for who he was, Lily, who was like, an angel and was like, I don't care you're a werewolf. These boys who were like, let's fucking shenanigans all the time. Let, let's do it. This is like the the danger. Literally became anime guy so they could keep him company. Yeah. Like they were like, the danger of you being a werewolf just makes it more fun. Again. Yeah. These children have something seriously wrong with them. Yeah. So like, the these, are, like these are the first people who are like a home to him. And Two two of them are murdered by Lord Voldemort. One he thinks is murdered by Sirius, and he also believes that Sirius has betrayed James and Lily to Voldemort, and Sirius yeah. is then put into Azkaban. So, like, that entire thing, like, all of the love, everything that he had known is wiped out in one day. And he loses <sighs> Harry as a nephew. Yeah, he's literally left with, like, no one. He has nothing. It's... Yeah, but Allie, that's no reason to look so shabby. (laughs) (laughs) But he still should iron his shirt. But he still just looks like shit. (laughs) I would like to know, do we we find out what Lupin chooses for his happy memory? No, never. I think it's... I would just, I just, like, what happy memories does this man have to choose? His life has been... Very sad. Right, he couldn't look. Not he couldn't great. look back on memories of the of like him doing stuff with the Marauders. Probably after that, because of everything Allie just said, it's all yeah. like tainted. I just think that Remus Lupin, I love him. Moon Wolfman, I, I love him too. Moon, himself, yeah. Moon Wolfman, I love you. I'm so <laughs> sorry that you suffered. I wish you all the best things in your fictional life, even though you die. Um, Yes. We acknowledge your struggle. We acknowledge that what you went through was awful, even though JK never really does. When people talk about how they want like a Marauders book series, something, um, I do feel like I would want it for, just to see what like Remus Lupin's childhood was like. Oh yeah. I also don't know how Hermione. I'm not saying that Hermione is like 
whatever. I'm not saying this is not a co- conversation about Hermione, but I do find it interesting that like Hermione is the only person who like puts essentially two and two together. Not even like out of any uh, of the students. Out of anybody. Do you think that all the professors know? Yeah. Because wouldn't the yeah, astronomy they... professor? Okay. Because I was like, all the, the astronomy professor would be know. like, why is he gone once a month on the <laughs> on the full moon? Well, well, we kind of touched on this in terms of the because all the professors know, but with the students, like literally in the last two books, they're talking about werewolves all the time. All the damn time. And then there is an actual werewolf there and no one notices. So it's just like, except Hermione, it's just like, you know okay. what? And you also think that like in the course of his seven years of schooling at Hogwarts, <laughs> No one at Hogwarts figured out that Remus, that Moon Wolfman was a werewolf. None of the, <laughs> none of Nobody the other Latin students, like the older learned, students. <laughs> learned that his name is Moon Wolfman. Lupine. <laughs> On Friday night, I had so many fucked up dreams that I had to look what cycle of the moon was in because I was like, was it a full mm. fucking moon tonight? Because my night of sleep was wild. It was what day Mr. Was it? Alley's wild ride. It was fucking insane. It was Friday. It was not a full moon. It was like a waxing gibbous or something or a waning gibbous or something. Depending like that, on. Oh, it was in Virgo. But I, it was so that honestly, kind of I think it was just partly because I was super hot and, um, I super hot, I was super, but it was just like, I woke up and I was like, I don't know what the fuck has happened to me. Mm. Something came inside of me last night. Some yeah. type of poltergeist, Adam, some evil spirit <laughs> I can't inhabited my body you. last night. I can't even fucking speak to you. <laughs> Come as you are, Allie. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are crazy. Um. Okay, so Harry. I was thinking the other day that this podcast is just like Adam and I, like (laughs) just like going off on tangents, and Allie like (laughs) trying to. So anyway, page three of the seventeen-page chapter. But I, you know what? It's the only time in my life when I am this person. In all other times of my life, oh, I'm, nice. the, I'm the person who's like, um, what did you think about uh, the other night when whatever? Like, I'm always the person who's taking people off track. So, like when Adam's trying to do the intro, yeah, you get to do it. Exactly. Then. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, I'm, I just have a story. Wait, wait. I have to say this real quick. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, Harry, like, isn't really able to do anything, but he's able to, I guess, kind of diminish the effects of the Dementor. And then there's also just a little interaction between um, Harry and Lupin where he's like, well, if you knew my dad, you must have known Sirius Black. And Lupin's like, bitch, why are you asking? And he gets very defensive. And Harry's like, well, just because I know that they were friends. And then Lupin's like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I knew I I thought I knew him. And I was like, good, baby Lupin. Um, is he like trying to, so are we supposed to believe that he just like, after that incident, tried to act like he wasn't friends with these people anymore? Like, I'm confused at this response. I think he just was, I think he was worried that Harry was going to suggest that Lupin might be helping Sirius. 
because I, I feel or like just that's, that they were associated. I, or, yeah, I feel like if, if I were Lupin, I would probably be concerned that other people would be assuming that I was helping Black because I was friends with him. And so, like, if people were like, oh, did you know him? Like, I would, to me, I would be defensive because I would think that they were going to try to accuse me of something. That's me. Yeah, and and I, the fact that he is a werewolf and that people make these, like, rash judgments about anyone that is a werewolf, like, that tracks that it's just, like, he's already, he already doesn't trust anyone. So it's, like, if anyone finds out more information about him, the fact that they already know that he's a werewolf, like it would be like the nail in the coffin for him, basically. Like, sure. But I'm just like, it doesn't make it. It's just weird to me. Cause it's like, but they went to school with all of these people or like McGonagall taught them all at the same time. And so like, I just feel like someone would be like, Oh God is, do you think Remus is okay since this happened? Like, which I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, we're talking about a world where there literally is no mental health care. So maybe no one no one thinks that way in the wizarding world. But like, I'm just like, it, it's really weird to me that this just never comes up. Like, I know we already went through this in the last chapter, so I won't say much more. But like, they literally were all the best of friends. Like, it's just so weird that he like all of a sudden is like, for after that incident happened, he's just like, oh, yeah. And I never speak of them again. Or like, I know. Uh, yeah. Like, I. I just won't mention that I was associated with any of them because it probably isn't, wouldn't be good for me. I'm just like, what? I don't know. I don't know. The fact that he never, <laughs> I don't know. Like, this is the most he says to Harry in this moment. It's literally just the two of them. Like, yeah. He could be like, yeah, because he says, I, well, I thought I knew him about Sirius. So it's like, well, you're going to say that. So you might as well say like, yeah, I was close friends with them. And it broke my heart when I found out that Sirius betrayed them. Like just a little bit more. You know what? Like, it's because that would that would be a man showing emotion and men don't do that. Right. So. Yes. Joe with her gender roles. Can confirm. Um, so we're more talk about Quidditch and the rankings and they're up in Quidditch practice, but nobody's as busy as Hermione because she's taking 18,000 classes and has so much (laughs) homework. I did really, I did kind of laugh to myself that Ron's talking about it. And he's like, I heard her talking to Professor Vector, that arithmancy witch. I was like, (laughs) why are you saying it like that? That arithmancy witch. Like what? That arithmancy bitch. Like why Why wouldn't he just be like, yeah, she's the professor. I don't know. It was just very funny. The arithmancy professor. Yeah. It was just, I was like, okay, Ron. Um, and then uh, Wood, Wood had promised Harry that he was going to talk sense into McGonagall and get the broom back. And then Wood fails spectacularly and goes back to Harry to tell him about it. And he says that McGonagall got a bit shirty with him. I don't know that word. What is shirty? Does Michael know that word, Ari? That's why I was like, let me ask. That seems like it seems like it would be a British thing. <clears throat> Chiefly British, angry, irritated. Angry or irritated. Yeah, he said like testy. Bang him on the table. Um Yeah. <laughs> bung him. Isn't it? Bung him. It was ba- bung him on the table. Him, but you said that Michael would say bung him. Oh, okay. Um, so 
Wood's like, well, if I couldn't get through to McGonagall, you should probably just buy a new broom. Um, and so then we're just continuing through these Dementor things. He's still trying to do Dementor stuff, and it's not going great. Um, but then after a couple of sessions, Lupin straight up lies to Harry's face and is like, if they come on the field again next game, you'll at least be able to kind of hold them off. And I was like, what? What? No, he would not. Why are you saying, like, I understand that you're a teacher and you're supposed to be encouraging and be like, you know, don't, like, don't get down on yourself. You're doing great. But, like, he would not be able to hold anyone off except maybe be able to deal with the effects of them better, which is maybe what he's trying to say. I don't know. I feel but, like he could have said that better by being like, just focus on getting back to the ground. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then they're they're having a little butterbeer together. They're sharing they're sharing some brewskis. And Harry's like, um, Wolf Moon Man, what is under a Dementor's hood? And Lupin's like, well, no one really knows because the people who have actually seen it are now soulless vessels that they're just fucking shells of their former selves. And he explains the Dementor's kiss, which is just a Dementor full on making out with you until it sucks your soul out. Hot I mean, again. Yeah. Hot. Well, it, very it really hot. It sucks your soul out and it takes your soul, which has to be just like so failing for them. And then that- I'm going to say this. If I had no soul, I would get so much shit done, bitch. <laughs> like the amount of shit I would get done. All right, we'll send a dementor on over to you. New year, spot. new new year, new me. No soul, new me. Um, so he's like, it's called the Dementor's Kiss, and it's the worst thing that could happen to a person. And he's like, and it's what awaits Sirius Black if they catch him. And then Harry, which I cannot believe this, is just like, well, he deserves it. You don't believe, you can't believe he said it's that. Just, Allie, listen, Harry's already murdered a man I know, at age I, I, 11. Listen, Harry's already <laughs> murdered a man. And he's also, I had to think back to, to the beginning of the book when Vernon was like, we need to start hanging people again. And I was like, okay, given that <laughs> right, environment. that's his example. Yeah. Given the environment he was raised in, I guess I can't fault him. But it's still just like, I just think that like to hear something like that, even, I don't know, I got like. I, I can't. He's just filled with so much rage. I yeah. I can't. I can't ever imagine like experiencing the loss that Harry would have experienced. But at the same time, I'm like, how can you hear that description of it and be like, well, for what he did, he deserves it. He's 13. He's homicidal. Yeah, he's not thinking straight. The way that he it, it's it's out of rage. I mean, again. I have never had anyone in my family murdered, but I would say the families of victims who have had that happen to them, I feel like probably have a, a breadth of reaction to how they feel justice should be implemented. I think it also doesn't help that he's literally like going through these sessions with the the bogart where he's like hearing his mom has been hearing yeah. his mom's voice already and then just but more importantly his hearing voice. his dad's voice yes <laughs> and then he heard his dad's voice so yes he does believe that Sirius yeah. should 
essentially when, it, when he was just hearing his mom he would have been dad. like oh i guess he does i don't think he needs that but then he heard his dad's voice and he was like yeah, oh my god james, i forgot he heard james say volunteering to hold off the dementor and the he best was seeker like, oh. in quidditch pre pre me he wasn't a seeker <laughs> Chaser, beater, he was, bludger. He was a chaser. He was a bludger. Chaser was a chaser. When did he was, he, when did she ever say that? Is that got, a Pottermore? It's, it's thing? a Pottermore thing. Yeah. Okay. He was a, a he was a uh, he was the quaffle. Yes. But he was just the quaffle. <laughs> Not only was he an anime guy, he would also yeah, transform yeah. into the quaffle for every Quidditch game and fly <laughs> through the air, <sighs> like a madman. Yeah, he's just <laughs> Harry is just like blinded by rage at this point, and he's yeah. like, "I did like, I did like, I did want to say this before we move on. I did like that Joe kind of has this, um, really actually like interesting, shockingly, <laughs> kind of interesting like battle that Harry's having of being like, but he also kind of kept wanting to hear his parents. It was like kind of like mm-hmm. the mirror of air said thing again, where he was like, yep, it's the only way I can connect to them. Yeah. Even though yeah. it's like obviously the darkest moment of their entire life. But I did think that was like really interesting. And I don't remember reading that as a kid, but I was like, man, that would be really like, tough yeah. because on one hand, like, yeah, I, yeah, that one that I did appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so he leaves his lesson and he runs smack dab into Professor McGonagall. And she's like, oh, I was just looking for you, Harry, baby. I have your broom. Um, she's like, we didn't find anything wrong with it. Take your broom, baby. And be on your way. And um, <laughs> baby. Baby. Um, and so he leaves and he runs into Ron. And Ron's like, can you believe it? Your broom. And Harry's like, yeah, I know. We should probably try to make up with Hermione. And so he's like, ah, all right. And um, we get a little bit of we like in, important information because we get to the, the portrait hole and Sir Cadagan is there reprimanding Neville because Neville doesn't know the passwords. And Neville's like, but I wrote them down. I just lost the piece of paper. And Sir Cadagan is like, well, that doesn't matter. You're trying to break into the portrait hole. And um, Sir Cadagan, you have not seen this child trying to get in well, every just, day. Like it's, it's funny to me because it's like very clearly Neville has had the conversation with him. Can you please tell me what the passwords are and written them down? He's wearing the Gryffindor colors. It, like asks and Sir Cadagan told him told him what the passwords would be but then because he doesn't have the piece of paper he's like well no now i can't trust you anymore. you're a fraud um, i love that when they do say the right password zirkadagan's like disappointed yeah he's like no oh, okay you know i guess i'll let you in <laughs> it's because he's lonely he doesn't have any friends he just like the only inter- human interaction he gets is like with the students when they're trying to get in this just goes back just him to and his the pony. absolute Emotional insanity of security at Hogwarts, of being like, <laughs> when he was like, he gave me the passwords for the week, I was like, what are we even doing at this point? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Um, <clears throat> so they go into the common room and everybody's like, ah, Firebolt! And... Um, except Hermione, poor, just building Harry's ego even more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 
Poor and Yeah, you can look at the fireball. Just don't look at the scar on my head, please. I wish he I Thank wish you. he lost the match against Ravenclaw. I really <laughs> wish that happened. Just to make just him needs feel to be like, humbled a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um sure. So Harry and Ron go over to Hermione and poor and hopeless Ron is just immediately like, see, Hermione, you were wrong. And I was like, Ron, baby. Please. And she isn't in the end. So fuck off, Ron. Um, so Harry's like, you know, I should take this upstairs. And Ron's like, no, it's fine. I got it. Um, I'll take it upstairs. And, um, cause he has to give Scabbers his tonic and he very delicately carries the broom up to their, to their dormitory. Um, <laughs> and Harry's like, can I sit down? And Hermione's like, please, can you not see that I'm doing my homework? Um, but she's like, okay, fine. I'll move some things around. You can sit down. And Harry is looking at everything she's working on. And um, one of the things that she's working on is a Muggle Studies essay titled Explain Why Muggles Need Electricity. Wizards are so fucking smug about magic <laughs> that you're telling me that you you guys still use candles for light. And you're like, Ugh. These fucking muggles need electricity to see in the dark. I'm like, you're not any better. <laughs> you need so it's not like you can see in the dark because you're mad. They have Lumos. They have Lumos. A, a flashlight. They have a flashlight. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So stupid. There was like a diagram of a muggle lifting something heavy. And I was like, like. Like Arthur Weasley lifting the the no, trunks no. to the car in book two. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. When <sighs> Allie was like, if I was magical. Um, Truly, though, you would just use a spell to lift any and everything. Yeah. Never carry think- a basket of laundry no. ever again. If you think I'm carrying a book to class, you're out of your mind. You are out of your goddamn mind. So Harry's like very, (laughs) Harry is very delicately trying to have a conversation and like make things right with Hermione. And he's like, ugh, this looks awful. How are you doing this? And she's like, no, 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 it's really great. I swear I love it. It's great. And then as she's trying to explain to Harry what's so great, Ron screaming Enter stage. Ah! Enter stage left. <laughs> Nam June's Nam June's yell. Ah! Ah! <laughs> and is carrying a bed sheet. <laughs> and everyone's like, "I cracked this in half." I cracked Hermione. this in half, Hermione. <laughs> and yeah, and is like, "Look at this!" And there's like a blood stain on it. And he's like, Scrabs, like, how dare you not tell me you had your first period, yeah, exactly, Hermione? Exactly. <laughs> Buy some things. And um, she and he's like, Scabbers is gone. And look what I found. And he has uh, cat hairs <laughs> that are, I guess, supposed to be Crookshanks. And then the chapter ends. Which I was like, Ron, isn't your hair also orange? Couldn't those be your hairs? Well, and I was also like, are you telling me that Hermione has the only ginger cat in the Gryffindor uh, tower? Yeah. Yeah, no one else 
has a cat, apparently. Um, I mean, because well, we actually we really don't hear. No, we really don't hear about a cat ever. He's he is the only cat. We have Neville's toad. That no one else has pets. I thought they're all supposed to have familiars. There absolutely are other. Cats Everybody has an the- owl, and they're all in the owlery. Everybody there. There's more than one cat in the Gryffindor sure. Tower. Sure. This is dog discrimination. <laughs> You would, um, I mean, cat hair has, like, a very distinctive look, so, and, like, it feels different than human hair, because it's fur, so you would be able to tell if it was cat hair, but as we find out later, uh, Peter Pettigrew literally, like, <laughs> threw some hairs, mm-hmm. like, oh Salt bay. He salt bayed salt um, some of Crookshank's hair, and that's it. That's the chapter. Scabbers is dead, or so we think. All right. Well, that wraps up this chapter. Next week, we'll be reading chapter 13 called Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. So we're back at the Quidditch pitch yet again in this book. I hate it. (sighs) Four times. No. We're going to meet. Three three times. We're going to meet the first East Asian character, Cho Chang. The first and only. The first yeah. and last. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that we can get a perfect Newt score. Five stars only, or else Crookshanks will allegedly murder you, too. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at HPAnxious, Instagram at HPAnxious, and YouTube at The Ampliverse. You can also connect to us on our Discord server. Check the link in the show notes. We are hosted on Anchor, so thank you to them and are a proud member of the Ampliverse. Check them out at theampliverse.com. Thank you, Allie, and thank you, Ari. Thank you. Thanks, Dad. And as always, Knox. Discovering voices, building worlds.